Welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast rodeo edition. I am Eric Sorensen, joined by John Gudat. We're here in the Gold Buckle Club at the world-famous Ellensburg Rodeo, proud sponsors of the podcast, along with the McGregor Company. Big shout-out and thank you to them. But, John, we are here in the rodeo grounds. It is Wednesday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. You could say we're here at the rodeo grounds. You could have just said, hey, John, we're home. We're home. We're yeah. finally here. Things are normal. We're here watching the best of the best roping right now. Um, in the greatest setting. It is. I mean, we say it every time we're in the Gold Buckle Club. I'm, I'm totally interrupting you because I just want to talk about what a great view it is. We've got the world's best ropers sitting here, or not sitting here, uh, roping in front of us. We're just sitting here watching it. And uh, it is rodeo week, and uh, we have waited two years for this. We have. Usually it's a one-year wait, and that's almost unbearable, and two years is definitely unbearable. We are back. Uh, COVID be danged, if mm-hmm. I can say that. Right. And uh, maybe something stronger. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're here. And, uh, you know, if anybody has been watching, I mean, obviously, just drive around town. You see maybe uh, maybe a few more Texas uh, license plates. You see uh, a few more trailers with living quarters. Uh, you think, how in the heck can you navigate that thing <laughs> down a one-way street? But ropers are here. Uh, rough stock cowboys are here. Barrel racers are here. Everybody is here. Ellensburg is, is definitely the place to be this week. Absolutely. It's finally feeling normal when the stop signs are out. And like you said, the trailers are parked here. We're seeing who's who coming through. And, and that's going to be kind of exciting about today's episode is we're – we're hanging out here. We're seeing who's walking by, and we're going to see what kind of uh, people we can get on the podcast. Like, literally, we came in and said, let's just hang out and see who we can interview. Yep. And uh, that's, that's so far, it's been so good. So, um, you know, I just, you know, I know you've already, I've, I know you've already acknowledged them, but I just, we got to acknowledge them again. The the Ellensburg Rodeo, who have been great sponsors, the McGregor Company, who continues to be a great sponsor as well. And uh, this is why they sponsor it, because they got guys like us and, and thousands of fans seriously here who are just such rodeo fans that uh, we just really appreciate their sponsorship. And I bring that up because the sponsors here at the Ellensburg Rodeo, we're going to talk about it here in a couple of minutes with, uh, with one of the board members. Uh, the purse is strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have a strong purse without great long-term, I'm committed to you kind of sponsors. And, you know, the, the rodeo arena is lined in banners as it, as it always is. And um, not just fans are looking forward to this, but the sponsors are as well. Absolutely. I know that's a, a welcome sight to, in the world we live in today to see all this going on. And, and right now you're getting to watch the who's who roping. Uh, they just finished the program. They just finished the program. Uh, I didn't enter it because I thought you were entering. I thought you were going to represent the Valley, right. the Kidass Valley Sports Talk, but apparently our wires got crossed, yeah. and that's probably good. I mean, we probably would have dominated. I don't know if we want to waste that entry fee. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm keeping mine for the wild that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know I'm, I speak for a lot of people, and we're excited for this thing to, to, to happen, excited to watch this. And, and if you aren't coming in, it'll be on the Cowboy Channel here as well you know what though there's plenty of you know there's plenty of action this week Mm -hmm. if you can't be here then get on the cowboy channel and there's multiple ways of getting that and and we'll we'll let you figure out how to get that either on your phone or on tv or 
uh, you know, going www the mm. World Wide Web. There, you can you can find a way to do it. But shoot, there's there's a couple of tickets left for Friday and 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 Monday. I think Saturday and Sunday and Extreme Bulls are, if they're not sold out, they're one or two tickets away from being sold out. But you know the the best of the best. Obviously, we're recording this on Wednesday night, and by the time we or on a Wednesday afternoon, by the time we upload this, the mm-hmm. the roping will be done. But shoot, Thursday slack. Come on yep. down for Thursday slack all day long. Go to the concert on Thursday night. You know the, um, you know the uh, on uh, so, uh, Friday morning before the Friday night perf, we have slack and and it's a, another special team roping, uh, the Calgary Stampede. In order to get into the good graces and get back into being a PRC a rodeo, they need to host team roping, and they didn't at their uh, at their annual event in in July, and so. The team roping on Friday morning, it's separate from the Ellensburg Rodeo, but it's another opportunity uh, for guys to, to make some money, and, and uh, it'll be a, you know, a great time and a fun time. So I'll be there, you know, right. 6 a.m., 7 a.m., midnight, I'll be there. Spread bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's right. That's awesome. Well, John, I think we uh, – let's see who we can wrangle up. We've got some good I think so. I know – when to be quiet and let talent take over. So I'm going to let you take over these interviews. <laughs> sure. And we're going to hopefully bring you some audio gold. And, and if you're listening to this, get out here, watch, get to anything you can. Slack, performances, mm-hmm. just come experience it all. That's right. All we'll the rodeo is back. That's right. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Access to moisture is arguably the number one factor limiting yields in our region. Hi, I'm Kat Slois, the Director of Research for the McGregor Company. Phosphorus is critical in developing deep fibrous roots, but largely ties up before ever reaching your plant. Instruct by McGregor's protects and maximizes your phosphorus investment by keeping it more plant available longer. Instruct improves nutrient efficiency, establishes larger roots earlier, and ultimately increases access to soil moisture. The results of Instruct are striking exclusively at McGregor's. Well, welcome back to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Rodeo Podcast Edition. And, uh, you know, we always are talking about rodeo, but this one is a, this one seems to be a little bit more uh, important, has a little more emphasis. Uh, It's Labor Day week. And uh, here on the mic with us is somebody who's no stranger to the microphone. That's Mr. Justin McKee, who has been the voice of the Ellensburg Rodeo. I think this now, if you count last year's COVID mm-hmm. shortage, I think this is 21, 22 years, right. Justin. Is that yes, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're, we're recording this on a early Wednesday afternoon, and, and you literally just flew into town, basically. I did. I did. Uh, we flew into Yakima. I had just enough time to grab a sandwich and uh, run over the Menashe Tash. I love saying that. Uh, it's not a word I get to use anywhere else no, but sir. here. So we came uh, over the Menashe Tash and uh, mad-dashed it into the arena, uh, slid the old car into a sliding stop, <laughs> jumped out. Shea Carroll had a horse that I'd never been on that I was going to compete on in the Pro-Am. Jumped on the horse, rode in the box, and roped the steer. And uh, won the gold buckle, right? Is no, that the story? I do have one from this roping. That, uh, <laughs> I've won it twice. This is my, The buckle I wear is from 2017, the West Star Pro-Am champion. So talk to me about the West Star. You know, the, the Ref family is just just synonymous with the Kittitas Valley and, and rodeo here and um, such a wonderful family who I know you have a just a, a close friendship with and what is it like to know that you know you know they've they've given it they trusted it in other hands and it seems like the owners were rodeo and, and the specific West Star Committee has done quite well so far taking it over well I may break a record for the longest answer to any question in the history of podcasts <laughs> 
So I'm going to answer your question, and you're going to wonder, how in the world does this apply to the question I asked? But I'm going to start by saying this. When I came over the Menashtash, mm-hmm. and I could see down in this Kittitas Valley, yeah. I'm getting chills just thinking about it because I'm literally getting chills from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet because I'm so happy to be here. I mean, that is, that is from the bottom of my heart. I just start to smile. I'm just enjoying the, one of the most magnificent views, views that I see all year. I'm thinking about all the people I know from that end and that end and that house and the places and parties we've been to uh, while I'm here for the rodeo. And it is just like coming home. You top over that hill and you look down, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. And one of the reasons that it feels so good to me is that I have something special here that I don't have at any other rodeo town that I've ever worked. I've had some that, uh, that, that rival, or not very many, mm-hmm. but this is the absolute best stop of the year for me because of Scott and Joe rep. Um, to add to the length of this answer, I got a letter after the first time I came here. I came here because Phil Garden hired died. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I came here and was just, I was such a kid. I mean, I was in my mid-20s and um, completely over my head, intimidated, scared out of my mind, somehow got through it. The next year... There was two or three weeks before the rodeo, I got a handwritten letter from a guy by the name of Scott Rep that said, hello, Justin, I'm Scott Rep. We met a couple of times. I'm on the committee, and I know you love to rope. I just wanted you to know that I have a lot of roping steers out at my place, and we would love to host you and your family at any time during the rodeo or after. So I got a hold of Scott, and I said, I would love to come see your place. I would love to come rope. And so after the rodeo, my second year announcing, I went out to Scott and Joe's. My daughter, who is 21 now, was just uh, not even a year old. We had never even let my parents or my wife's parents, either one, watch our baby alone. I mean, it's just the three of us, right. my wife and my daughter, everywhere we went. But Scott Rep became the greatest host that I've ever seen, Scott and Joe. Scott said, hey, would you and your wife like to ride up at Stewart Range? I've got horses and we'll pack up there. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but riding in the mountains? Sure, yeah. He said, oh, yeah. And I said, we're in. So Joe offered, Scott's wife offered to watch our baby, our baby girl. And no one had ever done that. And so she did. We had a wonderful day up at the Stewart Range. We went clear to the top above tree line, horseback. I'm a flatlander from Oklahoma. I had never even ridden in the mountains. This lifelong dream comes true. And that was the beginning of a 21-year relationship with the rep family ever since then ever since then uh, i have stayed in their house Mm -hmm. that's where i stayed during the ellensburg rodeo and not only are they awesome people and so creative you know from the gold buckle uh, club to the western village to the west star best of the best roping scott is such a a man of vision and and they are incredible host and um they also, through the years, because we go home, I, go, I leave here and I go to their house. And like any family would, we talk about the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost done. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I, uh, I, We're turning pages. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> so every day for 20 years after the rodeo, and, and after the first couple of years, I, I would come in two or three days early and stay two or three days late. So I'm talking about, you know, two weeks. A lot of, and in those early days, we would stay here between now and Pendleton. I didn't have anywhere to go. So we were here for two. I mean, we've spent months together yeah. doing this. Yeah. 
But in the process, I have been able to dive deeper into this community than any community I've ever worked. I know so many people because of the time that I've spent with them at the dinner table or going downtown and just being with Scott to run his errands and introduce me to the guy who's at the hardware store. And I mean, getting shirts pressed and stuff exactly like that. all the above uh, going out to eat and, and, you know, knowing cooks and waitresses and, and not to mention the people that help put the rodeo on. But I feel like I'm from here. I mean, this uh, people overuse this term. This is my second home. They, uh, that's just an overused cliche, but that really is me and Ellensburg. So I'm going to take you through. Uh, <laughs> so your your start was your start with the rodeo in 2000 or 99. I don't remember in when Phil passed away. So that was my first start working <laughs> as well. So I don't want to say uh, we are mirror images of each other, but uh, in terms of our professional career, but it's just amazing how well, I, our I, careers I, have. Been yeah, our, same, but, and I remember era. the first time you and I met. Uh, like in an official capacity, we were doing a, an interview just on the uh, the relationship and the chemistry be- between you and some guy. I can't remember his name. I think it was Flint Rasmussen. Yeah, I think it is, right? That, so, that's and, familiar. That name's familiar. Yeah, and he was. you were saying about how, like, the way you talk about Ellensburg, people are thinking, well, you might move away from Oklahoma some way, someday. And so when you do say it's a second home, I vividly remember quoting you saying something about how your family thought – you're going to move away from them and uh, from that's Oklahoma. true. And so you are um, exactly right. Re- my, my family, mom and dad, and my sister, and yeah, they really thought they were going to lose me to, to Ellensburg. So when true you're story. when you're at a rodeo, whether it's in Ellensburg or a, or a five thousand dollar added money rodeo somewhere in Kansas or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. how do you do? You still get a little bit amped up? Do you still get a little bit of nerves right before, um, in this case, the Yakima Indians are coming down the, the, uh, the trail here. What is the, what's the nerves or the mindset 30 seconds before the mic is turned on? Man, if I'm not nervous, I'm really, really worried. Um, I rely on adrenaline. I tell people I'm naturally caffeinated. (laughs) So I'm in high gear most all the time. And, um, I depend on being nervous. Uh, I'm a gamer. I love pressure. I love being, um, you know, in the heat of the moment. And when the microphone's on and 10,000 people are waiting on you to say something, you're under the gun. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the pressure is always there, no matter where it's at, because I want it. I really want to give everybody there everything that I have. I mean, it's just like an, an athlete you report on at a high level. They don't want to leave anything in right. the arena or on the field. I want. I want to. I want to take it all. Considering what you know, how you got into it, and where you're at now, do you do much different in terms of the way you prepare, or the way you travel, or anything like that? Has much changed in 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 your schedule? I guess I could say in terms of getting. You know, prepared? it's it's a real interesting question that you ask because it's changed drastically this year. I have spent a total of three days, and I'll spend another. Three, getting ready for this first performance. Three eight-hour days. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're on television, um, you can't just slide by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't mean that, that, I, I, that I've done that. Um, it's, I didn't know any different until I started taking my television broadcast mode and way of preparation into announcer mode live announcer mode 
um, because I spend a lot of time, you know, I spend a lot of time telling stories and working the crowd, and I got JJ, and, and I don't have to have my detailed notes. But when you combine the live show like we have here, and I'm the in-house announcer, plus this feed is going on television, mm-hmm. I want to have 10 times more stuff if I need it. Um, because the JJ stuff and the crowd interaction doesn't really translate into television very well. Exactly. So um, it's, it's changing. It's evolving as we speak. And, and I mean, um, used to I would spend two hours, three hours of uh, preparation time per performance. And, and I'm doing 80% more homework than when I was doing two or three hours. So, I mean, it, for every performance, there's at least eight to 12 hours beforehand. But is some of that homework done just because I can tell, I mean, and I'm not trying to tell you what you want to hear, but I can tell that you're a true fan and friend. So, right. like, uh, 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 a blog or a website is not going to tell you that, you know, uh, you had a steak with Jake Long for dinner or something like that. So oh, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like your yeah. research also includes just the relationships you have with these guys. Well, that that is very true. And I'm so thankful that I grew up as a competitor, a contestant in rodeo. And, and it's, it's a team rope, not very many of the young people. I'm 52, so, um, you know, I haven't competed in this arena for, you know, 10 years, a decade. But the team ropers, they, they know, I mean, I, I can – Hang out with them or right. hang with them in the arena just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I can't beat them, but I can hang with them. And uh, they respect that. And, yes, so those relationships are a little deeper than just somebody who's showing up with, to announce the rodeo. And, yes, those stories, those personal stories are, are hopefully what I remember to share. Well, fans, we could talk to Justin for, what, uh, 30 years, 30 minutes, uh, <laughs> whatever it is. But I promised you a 10-minute uh, interview. I know you got to get out and, um, and, uh, and well, get ready to call the, the best of the best open rope. And this is yeah. year 17, 18, I believe it is, just a new venue and yeah. same caliber of talent. So, Justin, I want to say thank you very much for joining <laughs> oh, us. I want to say thank you for oh. being such a proud uh, – well, resident of Ellensburg, I also <laughs> want to say thank you to the, the McGregor Company and Ellensburg Rodeo, proud sponsors of the Kittitas Valley Podcast, the Rodeo Edition, and we will be right back just after a couple of moments. Thank you, John. I'm Ian McGregor of the McGregor Company. There are so many decisions that are required to produce a successful crop, from selecting the right variety, rotation, nutrition, or crop protection, management is a full-time job. At the McGregor Company, we view our role as that of a partner, It's not about making a sale, it's about producing the best crop to help our customers succeed. What we earn here, we invest here, just as we have for more than 130 years. The McGregor Company, your partner for success. Well, we are back after that message from the McGregor Company, and... uh we continue with the podcast, uh, the list of podcast uh, attendees, and, and right now, uh, back with us on the mic is uh, Rick Cole, who is a longtime board member of the Ellensburg Rodeo, uh, uh, obviously a rodeo fan, been a board member for many years, has lived here in Ellensburg for well, a couple of years, uh, Rick, we'll just say, because we're both 25 years old. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. And like I was saying, as we were getting ready for, uh, you know, hit and record on the podcast, uh, I said we had no agenda on what we wanted to talk about, but my agenda is just to talk about uh, just the incredible volunteerism that's the Ellensburg Rodeo, especially after it seems like the rules have been 
rewritten every, uh, I want to say every one to two days in terms of COVID and regulations and how many people in the stands. Is it, has it been stressful and frustrating, but is it great to see that, wow, we are here and ready to roll? Well, it's been a very special to be back. Last year was uh, had a hole in it for a lot of people, and it was very unusual and unnatural not to be in the Ellensburg Rodeo Arena on Labor Day week. Um, you know, I basically spend the whole week from Tuesday through the next Tuesday here and in the dirt, and that's what it's all about. But the, none of this would happen without so many volunteers that get paid nothing more than a thank you and uh, maybe a, a breakfast and a lunch at the at the at the tent over there and uh, that work so hard to make this rodeo work uh, for instance yesterday at noon we started uh, you have to count and number the cat make sure that you have the, all the numbers of all the cattle because they come with their own numbers mm-hmm. And so you have to count, make sure how many you have. You have to get the right numbers. And that allows the secretary then to pull those numbers out of her little bag so that when they do the draw, you have the right animals in there. And you check them to make sure they're sound. And you run them through the arena twice and count them twice just to make sure you've got everything. And that takes, took us till about 3 o'clock yesterday. And there's a dedicated crew uh, behind the chutes in the rope and chutes, led by Chris Weidenbach and so many other people, uh, the Wallace family, um, so many others, uh, Leroy Howery, I mean, uh, Danny Orkin, I mean, you can just go on and on, BJ Mothershed. Uh, and, you know, we just have, it, it. we work hard, but we have a lot of fun. And it's kind of a little group that enjoys being around each other, and we're doing this work. And it, it's really special time. It it really is. I, I would say, uh, um, I, I say it all the time, uh, Eric, you probably get tired of of uh, hearing me say it when I read Rodeo Podcast, but it is absolutely a, a it's a family reunion of sorts for me. Um, and and uh, no disrespect to other uh, uh, holidays, uh, whether religious or, or uh, other type of holidays, but we spend more emphasis, time, money, budget, planning around Labor Day weekend than, than any other holiday or, or weekend of the year, uh, just because we love it so much in my family. And it's, again, uh, such a, uh, a reunion of sorts, whether it's, uh, you know, you, you talk about Orcutt or, or, or uh, uh, Weidenbach, any, any of them back there helping out. I just love seeing them behind the, behind the shoots. I got, uh, uh, my friends, Denny and, and Tony Bracetta behind the, the rope and, or pardon me, the rough stock shoots as well. And maybe even you guys, the board members too, but I don't want to, um, swell your head up too much there, Rick. But, well, uh, no, it's, <laughs> you know, and, and what a lot of people don't realize that some of these spots that these folks are working so hard in, they can't even see the rodeo. Right. So they, they miss the rodeo. They, what they're seeing there, they're sorting back there and, Pushing, and working hard and working hard, yeah. pushing cattle into the into the pens to get them in the right order for the order of the contestant that's up and the buck and shoot guys, uh, the strip and shoot their their backs to the rodeo. Uh, it, there's a lot of positions taking tickets uh, at the vomitories, uh, handling the crowds outside where folks never get to they they're on the board and they never get to see the rodeo because right. they're right. parking cars and handling. All the catastrophes that go on when you have uh, people 
you know, producing tickets that are, Ill, you know, that are fraud, fraudulent tickets and, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that comes with an event that's successful. But it's, it's so great to see people in the stands of the Ellensburg Rodeo and to see all these cowboys and horses out here. It's just been a long time coming, and we really missed it last year. I want to talk about a little bit about, you know, every year there's something different, you know, whether it's a few years ago, the, you know, the new uh, big screen uh, at the southwest end of the of the arena, you know, a couple of decades ago it was the Gold Buckle Club uh, uh, building being built. This year, it's, you know, the West Star Best of the Best is now being hosted. So every year there's something different uh, and there's a lot of behind the scenes things that goes on maybe this is too generic of a question but you know from your time on the board and I know it's been a handful of years Rick, is is it the same every year or uh in terms of like your schedule of preparation uh it takes a you know uh, what what's different now compared to what it was and maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago I mean is it always constantly evolving <laughs> or, or do you want to go 35 years ago or right. almost 40 now yeah. um the event itself, uh, as far as the order of things, we run the bull, We run a section of bulls at the start of the rodeo now, which that's a change from a few years ago, uh, just to kind of get the blood going and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and, of course, when we started the Extreme Bulls, that was a brand-new thing to everybody, including the PRCA. And, uh, you know, uh, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sold out already. Yeah. And uh, – you know, there'll be a lot of people that come over here and think they can get in. They're going to be pretty disappointed. But right. what that does is that drives sales for next year. Yes, sir. So they leave here and they buy tickets before they even leave. So they make sure they get in. So it's kind of a – but as far as the order of the event and the things we do for Slack and the things I'm responsible for as the arena director, that's pretty much stayed the same. What has changed, in my opinion, is the – um, the preparation and the dedicated, um, how dedicated these these athletes are to the sport of rodeo now. Um, you know, 30 years ago, the prize money was not like it is now, and a lot of these guys were weekend rodeo mm-hmm. cowboys and had other professions, and the few guys that went all the time, by September, a lot of those guys are run out of money, right. money, and they're they're going. They were in those days. They were going from one rodeo to the next. The paycheck from yesterday, from last week would get them to the next rodeo, and they were in pickup trucks and two horse trailers and campers pulling tr- little trailers. And now they're in huge motorhomes and pulling fifty foot uh, living quarter. Horse trailers, and they take up more room. They're more dedicated. They've got more money behind them now, I think. They get sponsors. Uh, that's changed. But the real the, – the, the sport of rodeo has never changed. It's always been um, a sport with a passion. And once you're involved in rodeo, I don't think you ever n- stop being involved or, or loving it. Right. You know, and and I would I would say um, it's it's a sport of passion. And when I, I was at Kennewick over the over the weekend, uh, just you know, I'm a rodeo fan and I love chatting up cowboys and and barrel racers and breakaway ropers. But one thing that they were talking about is they were really missing the passionate 
Ellensburg fans last year. They were really missing the the, the Northwest run. And uh, and and one thing that uh, Blake Knowles, a steer wrestler uh, out of Oregon, he was just saying, I love Ellensburg because the fans are, are um, they're knowledgeable, they're entertained, they're loud, they pack the stands. And when you get used to that and all of a sudden it's taken away from you, that, I mean, they, they were really kind of lost. I mean, obviously they missed a paycheck, but it was the passion to kind of echo what your what your sentiment was there. And also Blake was saying, um, and I thought it was really, uh, really cool for him to acknowledge um, in his um, in his understanding or grasp of things this year, you know, COVID could it has changed the rules on everything and and sponsors or community members or people could have said, you know what, that's it. It's too expensive or it takes too much time. And in his experience, he has said purses are still strong. Uh, stands or ticket sales are still strong. And so I think it just shows what a great atmosphere rodeo provides for not only the athlete or the volunteers, but for the fans as well. And, and at the end of the day for, for an athlete's pocketbook too. Well, and it's, it, it's predominantly an outdoor sport. Mm-hmm. And so there was some relief from the, the rules, if you, if you will. And, um, People are just so hungry mm-hmm. to get out and get back to some phase, some resemblance of normal life that uh, ticket sales have been great. And, you know, we've had very few people just say, oh, well, no, we're not going to come because, no, we're not going to, you're not going to enforce masking. We say, oh, okay, that's your choice. Right. You know, that's, I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're all adults and we can make, our own decisions for yes, our lives. And I think that's what the Western way of life and what rodeo recaptures and rekindles for people is that that spirit of individualism and, and uh, fair play and the honesty and the, and the whole thing about rodeo that seems so, uh, so good and, and, that people yearn for. I mean, this is the only sport I'm aware of where the contestant that just ran a fast time goes back and then helps the guy behind him to beat him. Yeah. I don't know of any other sport where where they it would be like the the catcher it would be like the pitcher telling the batter what pitch he's going to throw. <laughs> I mean that it's exactly but but cowboys do that all the time. They help. This horse does this. This bull will spin they, this way. The guy, this. the guy just what? What you had this bull last week? What's it? Well, it does this and this and this, and then you watch behind the chute, and they're they're cheering the guy on like he's their brother. Right. And and in a way, they all are. Right. One thing uh, I promised a quick interview, and this is how I want to end it. You know, I, I think maybe it was you, Rick, years ago, who has said that maybe it it takes over a year to plan for. For a rodeo, in, in in terms of lining up contracts, in terms of lining up sponsors, or or keeping our our supporters, um, you know, happy and and entertained, and so in a, in a, just a couple of months, you guys are going to be on a plane to uh, Vegas to enjoy the national finals, but also that's where a lot of business gets done uh, in terms of for the twenty two rodeo and the twenty three rodeo as well, and so. Yep. Can you, can you kind of touch on that a little bit well, in terms of the business of that? Yeah, so we have exactly a week to enjoy the rodeo that's going on right now. <laughs> and then 
after our critique meeting, which happens the Wednesday after the rodeo, from that meeting on, we are now planning the next rodeo. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about how to make it better because we always want to make it better. We want to make it tighter and, and go faster and be more entertaining because we're in the entertainment business. I mean, the, the Cowboys look at it a little differently, right. but, but for the committee, we're in the entertainment business. We ha we're competing with concerts and, and all kinds of things. You know, like this weekend, uh, Garth Brooks is going to be in Seattle, right? Yeah, right. So, so that's what we're competing against, right. Garth Brooks, for heaven's sakes. You know, and I think we're doing pretty well. So the one thing that I have, I repeat myself, all I do is say the same three things about rodeo and it's all accolades and everything like that. But the one thing that I've always thought about Ellensburg is it's done an incredible job of making me think I'm in the wild, wild west. But it also makes me know that I'm in 2021. I've got multiple video screens now. I've got fireworks on extreme bowls. I've got incredible music. I've got the un the, the chemistry of JJ and, and, and Justin McKee, those things are, I mean, it's made for TV. It's also made for the Wild West. And so, Rick, I just, I, my, my hat is off to you and the board and, and your countless volunteers that are named or unnamed. And so, you know, putting together quite the show. So thank you, sir, well, for I appreciate for it, John. I'm, yeah. I'm just one of the lucky ones that gets to, to do this, but Really, the, the the paycheck is the attendance and all of the volunteers. They're, they're the ones that deserve all the credit. Well, and that's how we're going to end. So, Rick, I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, try to find some time to enjoy the rodeo <laughs> as well. I, I enjoy every minute of it. <laughs>